Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard Podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, head to our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Good morning. Sunny in Firelock. Yeah, Happy New Year, that means. Um, today is the second day of the Nuna New Year. So I would like to wish everyone a happy and healthy New Year. Celebrating the New Year in Hong Kong is exciting. <laughs> With many gatherings and meals, um, we visit our elders to pay respect and then we share meals together. Friends also make plans to visit different house- households to celebrate and reconnect. As a result, our family is quite busy throughout the week of the new year, and we tend to gain weight due to the <laughs> continuous feasting with families and friends. <laughs> and I'm still having a lot of meals too coming up. <laughs> oh, today, we continue to look at two passages in Luke, both related to meals. Let me first read Luke chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So what is the meaning of banquet? So when we talk about feast and hosting guests, I have noticed since coming to the UK, This community, this church community, is often willing to open their houses and invite friends over for meals. I'm so blessed. So everyone hopes to show hospitality um, to one another as they eat together, deepen relationships, and truly care for one another. However, Meaning, the meaning of feast during the time of Jesus was not quite the same as we understand today. The host and the guest list and the host and the, and the guest um, list at the feast reflect the status um, in society, including the social power and ec- economic significance. So, if I can get something from you, then I will invite you to the meal. Is it clear to everyone? Yeah, you, you. So, host typically wants to invite guests of similar status and shared interests. At that time, feasts were expression of a culture based on the mutual benefits. Therefore, the reason to host a feast was to gain more social power. So look at, um, so look at the verse. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, if you if you were a host, 
um, if you if you want to host a birthday party at your house, who would you like to invite? Your friends, family, yeah, yeah. Inviting them will make will make sure that your party will be a joyful time. However, surprisingly, Jesus said not to invite your friends, your brothers, relatives, or wealthy neighbors. Hmm. So what does it mean? It turns out that in those times, feasts were associated with relationships based on the mutual benefits, a kind of reciprocal ban banquet. Hosts often expect something in return from the invited guest. I do something for you, and of course, you do something for me. So please, don't misunderstand Jesus, that he is not instructing us um, to get off our connection with families, friends, and neighbors. So that's the different meanings, you know, from the Asian time and now. So in verse 13, Jesus suggests another group of people who are we? Who who sh, who are the people we should invite? So when when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Who are these people? In the context, these were individuals on the edges, on the margin of Israelite society with low social status. They were the excluded one. The host couldn't gain any advantage from them, and they were seen as more a burden than a benefit. They didn't have an obvious way to repay you or benefit you. So let me ask you, who would be the last people you think of inviting for a meal? The last person. Have a think. Be honest with yourself. Who's the lastest? It's easy to build friendship with people who benefit us or with people who are most familiar with. Existing friends, people in the same life stage or culture. Jesus says, I want you to rewrite, to rewrite your invitation list. Rewrite it. So recently, I, um, I was put in touch with an aged Hong Kong couple. They were in the 70s, had limited savings, and their son wasn't providing support to them. They couldn't make ends meet here in the UK. And um, sadly, after learning about the situation, some people who had connected with them chose to put them away, to push them away, without making any further efforts to help. This couple were just like what Jesus describes, the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. This is the real response of how most of 
people react when they get close to the people like this. I believe their case is not the only one and that there are many older people or refugees in the UK who desperately need help and are simply waiting to experience the care, the love and hope that Jesus offers. Jesus is telling us that the value of the kingdom of God are different from the values of the world. The people of the world may push these individuals away, but Jesus instructs us to show care to them and help them. God will reward those who are humble and generous. So do we have people around us who might need our help? This might require sacrificing our own benefits, our time, or money. So let's look at um, verse 15 to 24. It's about the identity of the citizens of the kingdom of God. So after concluding the earthly banquet in verse 14, Verse 15, someone said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus then began to tell another story about a banquet in the kingdom of God. The story mentioned three groups of people invited to attend the banquet in the kingdom of God. Let's continue reading the story. Verse 15, once when one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and say it. Please excuse me. Another one said, I have just brought five yoke of oxen and, I've on my, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another one said, I've just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants go out quickly into the streets and alley of the town and bring the people and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, Who, uh, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servants, 
go out to the road and country lanes and compel them to come in, so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. In this story, we observe an interesting situation. In the banquet, based on a mutual benefit, some people surprisingly refuse to attend a feast hosted by a wealthy man. We can assume he was a very wealthy person because he had he has a large house capable of hosting a huge banquet at his time, uh, at his home. So I googled the rich list 2023 in the UK <laughs> and find the wealthiest person in the UK is called, do you know, do you know who he is? Ha <laughs> ha! Gopi Hinduja and his family. Is it this person? Do you know? Oh! <laughs> ah, you don't know the wealthiest person. <laughs> so, this is the man. So, um, well, the wealth is already 35 palm, uh, billion. Um, yeah. So, do, uh, uh, well, well, you know, I can imagine they would have some amazing banquets, you know, at, their ho at his house, don't you? Yeah. yeah. If, you if he invited you to attend the dinner tonight at his house, purely out of goodwill, without expecting any, anything in return, would you choose to attend this dinner? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Please raise your hand. How many of you? <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I would like to go too. Have a look. <laughs> um, so through Jesus, we have an incredible invitation. Jesus gives some clear warnings warnings about the distractions that we can all face in life. So this parable is about God's generous invitation to each of us to come into his house. Jesus says the wealthy man invite the first group of people, but each one declined attending the banquet. Let's look at the reason in the Bible story. So there are three big distractions. Things, relationships, and business. We all face these this, um, situations. Um, the first one, things. Um, the first said, I have just brought a field. The second one said, I have just brought five yoke of oxen. The stuff we set our hearts on can distract us. The second thing, relationships. The third said, I have just got married, so I cannot come. It's an evidence that his wedding feast has already finished. And his excuse of just getting married is rather weak. Some relationships can pull us away from, from a friendship with God. 
maybe we are connect with um, we are we maybe we are concerned about what our peers or parents will say if we follow Jesus. So the third thing, busyness. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see. The second said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Busyness, our lives can be so full that they become empty of God. In the story, three people were invited to a special party that represents God's salvation. But wait a minute, why do they need salvation? Well, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. It is clear to tell us that we all have sins and we cannot save ourselves, but only through Jesus. So this is the salvation that God prepared for his guests in this party. However, they all made excuses saying they had more important things to do. Sometimes, we all have important things happening in our lives, but please don't let good things keep you from the greatest thing. A place which is a place in his family, a seat at God's table. Attending the banquet represents accepting God invitation to become a friend of God and we can have a relationship with him again. So do you want to accept Jesus and build a relationship with God? What should be the priority in our lives? Let's take a look at the second group of people in verse 21 to 22. The host was angry and, and one might ex expect him to take uh, revenge, revenge. Surprisingly, he didn't. Instead, he chose to turn his anger into grace. He instructs his servants to invite another group of people to the banquet. This group were the ones that didn't deserve a place at the banquet. They were the ones that were normally excluded. They were the ones described as the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the, and the lame. These people were on the margins of the society in Israel at that time. They didn't have the ability to repay the host 
However, they were the most willing to accept the invitation. This reminds us that our invitation to become a friend of God is not because we are qualified. It's about the generosity of God in extending his invitation. We can't repay the host, but we can accept the offer. This is the picture of the grace of God. Grace means un undeserved kindness. This is the gift of God to people when we know we are unworthy of God's favor. This whole story about the banquet is Jesus' response to the question he asked the Pharisees at the beginning of chapter 14. Where if, where if it was lawful to heal to heal on a Sabbath. You can find it in verse two to four. Jesus not only healed the sick person during the banquet, despite he was being carefully watched, but also used the story to say that God's salvation includes those marginalized people with the religious leaders keep an arm's length. In Jesus' eyes, these people are also blessed because he's willing to heal them and invite them to share the kingdom of God. So these people, Jesus is willing to heal them and invite them to come, come to the banquet. So what might this look like in our culture now? Who might this be? Let's include them in our prayers. Share the gospel with them. For they too are the important, uh, they are the people whom Jesus is wanting to heal and invite to the banquet in the kingdom of God. So when we look at the third group of uh, people in verse 20, 23 to 24, they are outsiders, not part of the community. They are the least expected group to receive salvation. They are unfamiliar with the culture and social circles. Yet surprisingly, they got to know the host and receive an invitation to the banquet. Do you think you are the outside, you are on the outside that God wouldn't invite you to, his, to be his friend? Think again. Through Jesus, you are invited to be the friend of God. In the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah, God says, but that's not a, but that's not a big enough job for my servant, just to recover the tribes of Jacob, merely to round up and strays of, of Israel. I'm setting you up as the light for the nations, 
so that my salvation becomes global. That's already in the Old Testament. So God's intention has already been to send his servants to all places, ex extending his invitation to people all over the world. In New, Test in New Testament, in New Testament era, Paul began to develop a ministry to the Gentiles, fulfilling God's will. So Jesus told two stories, one about the earthly banquets and another about a banquet in the kingdom of God. I would like to extend two ex two invitations. The first invitation for all followers of, of Christ. Do we understand God's intention? Do you believe in the resurrection? Because Jesus promised you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Is there anyone we may have overlooked and still not prayed for or shared the gospel with? And to those of you who haven't yet believed in Jesus, I also have the second invitation for you. As a servant of the host, representing my master, I invite you to join my masters, the gracious God at the banquet. Please come, come to the Alpha Cost, come to church gatherings, Everything is ready. May God's grace be upon you today. Maybe today you want to take a first step in trusting Jesus. We're happy for you. And we would like to um, give you a green bag. I have a green bag here. <laughs> it's beautiful. Please let us know after service if it's you, if it's you. I would like to say a prayer for you and please follow me to say this, to say this prayer. Lord, thank you for loving us so much and being a gracious God. I'm willing to accept Jesus as my savior I'm sorry that I didn't know you in the past and sinned against you. But Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to me and died for me on the cross. This is such a big grace from you. I'm willing to follow Jesus and your teachings. Please help me to carry it out to our community, our city, our nation, and to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's pause here today. 
let's take a moment to ask God, what do you want to say to me today, Lord? Let's take a moment, let's close your eyes, take a moment and ask, and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. We'd love to welcome you to one of our gatherings. We meet in multiple locations at multiple times on Sundays, as well as in midweek small groups across the city. More information on all of these can be found at our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and God bless.